You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. Hey, hey guys, you're listening to Jai. Welcome back to Make Your Break. Today, family photographers, get excited because I'm talking to Gillian Golding. She is a family photographer from California and she has a podcast herself called Fill Your Frame, which is for all photographers, not just family photographers. I'm really excited to have Gillian here because she is very insightful. I actually work with her inside the Six Figure Business Map, which is really cool. And um, I love all of her insights. I love her energy and everything that she puts out. And I really wanted to get her on the show because there's so many family photographers that listen to this show. And uh, I want to give you a little bit of love as well. Today, we're talking about five five hacks on getting more clients. So Jillian's going to step us through those. Not too sure what they are yet, but I'm really excited to hear them all. And when I say hacks, I'm really talking about like, you know, five different ways that maybe is not the direct path that everyone does. So I definitely reached out to her and said, hey, let's give our listeners something different today and um, let's blow their minds and give them tons of value, which you know I'm always about. Just on the last note, my signature coaching program, the Six Figure Business Map, is opening very soon. And um, if you are a wedding photographer or family photographer or videographer, portrait photographer, and you struggle with your brand, like making an irresistible brand, um, you're struggling with marketing and sales and all those things, the business map will guide you in building an irresistible brand, an irresistible business without the overwhelm. So many of us, you know, we can be the most amazing photographer And then it falls flat. No one books us just because we don't know the simple things when it comes to marketing sales and building a brand that people can't not take notice of. And we all know obscurity is the biggest killer of most businesses. And it's just the fact that we're not known or we're not standing out or we're not creating something remarkable. So I'd love for you to join the wait list if you're interested in turning your business from survive mode to thrive mode. There's only 300 people can join. So if you join the wait list, you're hopefully guaranteeing yourself a spot, but it does sell out each time and we do have to close the doors each time. So head on underneath the show notes here. There is a link. When you join that link, put in your name, put in your email address. And from there, I'm going to send you some free video training to get you started because there's nothing like, you know, waiting a little while to join a coaching program. You want to get into the course content. You want to meet all the community that's going to, you're going to be leveling up with, but I want you to get started straight away. So I'm going to send you some stuff so you can start making some money and getting back your time, avoiding overwhelm and avoiding creative burnout straight away. So that's my little gift to you. Um, Again, just head down below. Put in your email address and your name and I'll send you all those things. I'll be in the inbox all this week. So other than that, let's get into today's interview. Gillian, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing so great. Thanks so much for having me, Jai. I'm excited that you're on the show and I know a lot of people have been asking to get more family photographers on the show. So I'm excited that you're specifically talking about family photography today and you're going to bring us some some hacks and some tips on how to uh, book out and get some more work. 
Yeah, no, I think it's definitely something that's needed, especially for so many people that are just starting and kind of different ways to go about that versus the ones that we hear about all the time. So I'm excited to dive in and share with you. Well, before we get in, tell me a little bit about how you made your break. So I actually was a school teacher for almost 10 years. I taught kindergarten first grade. And so once we had, I have five kids. And once we had our third child, it was the time for me to take my side hustle full-time. And I went full-time and I just went all in and took that risk of the, you know, letting go of the uh, income that was guaranteed, right? As a teacher, you have a guaranteed income. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I'm going to do this. I can totally do this. And I went all in and I haven't turned back since. It's been almost six years now. And I now make six figures in a photography business, way more than I made as a school teacher. And I'm able to do my own schedule, be home with my kids. So it's really been fabulous. Honestly, the best decision I made was taking that risk. So it's been great. So no regrets on quitting your full-time job and taking a chance on yourself. No regrets at all, at all. But it was scary, of course, right? I know so many people are doing photography as a side hustle because it's safe. But I think you can't ever really do something really extraordinarily well if you aren't able to be 100% in. And I knew I had to take that leap. And my husband was on board and had faith in me and said, of course you can do this. So here we are. So why family photography in particular? So we'll kind of get into that when I talk about a few hacks. Um, Awesome. (laughs) That's okay. I think for me, which I'll go into a little more was it just resonated so much with my personal story growing up and some self-reflection I've done and how I love to document families and the connection that they have and the joy and really showing them the beauty that they have in the family unit, like through my lens, what I see in them. Because often families are messy, they're dynamic, they're ever-changing and they're also really joyful and to be able to meet people and photograph them and show that love and connection. It just fulfills me more than anything. So it's great. Cool. So we're going to go into five hacks. I know when I talked to you, I said five hacks and you're like, Oh, what does hacks mean? I don't know if I want to share hacks in particular, but what we're really talking about here is maybe like five ways off the, maybe if we're going off the path, of how most people kind of advertise and market or what they think about marketing and advertising and what they should be doing to get some more clients. But we're going to talk about how to sort of work out ways that we can fill up our bookings by doing things a little bit different. And I'm really excited to hear all your tips. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to share. So should I just go into the first one? Let's do it. Okay, so this is a little unconventional. When I was thinking about this after you and I chatted, I wanted to kind of share something that was a little more personal to me in the sense of what I felt like really helped me take my business from mediocre status to really booking out solid and getting so many inquiries that I then was turning people away and able to raise my prices and grow into a six-figure business. So that turning point for me happened when I really started... I just think so often we look outwardly on how we can get noticed, right? What are the tips? How can we get noticed? How can people see us? When really we should look inwardly and kind of see what experiences and things can we bring that will make our art more beautiful so that we can just stand out by being ourselves. And so one of the things that I always want to tell people to do is really just owning your story and integrating it into your art. And so let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So for me, when you just asked me, why do I love photographing families so much? When I started to have a little self-reflection, my work changed so much and made such a larger impact on people when I was creating from an authentic place. So for me, my story of my family got divorced when I was seven 
And I always longed as a child to have that more substantial concrete family unit, right? Like that was something I always wanted. All my friends had that. I didn't have it. And it wasn't until I was going into photography and really had this pull towards families and I couldn't really put it together. Like, why do I want to photograph families so much? Why do I leave those shoots feeling so fulfilled? And it was because it was filling that kind of disconnect or void that I had as a child of wanting and longing for that connection of a family. And so what I want to encourage other people to do, I know so often people approach family photography from more of a generic standpoint of the flowy dress and all of these components, right? But really owning their story in their life and how it can create their art and influence it in a beautiful way so that they can create something different and unique. And really our own story is what helps us stand out, not all those other things we hear about, right? Mm, So true. Yeah. So I think, I just think, you know, if anyone's listening, encouraging them to own up to their own life story and seeing how they can integrate it into the art, because when you're photographing families, there's just so much to it as far as the family story and what they're going through that we don't know about. Right. So finding a way to kind of integrate that and create art that's unique, that's what helps me stand out. And when Mm. I put this on my website and I shared this vulnerable story with my potential clients. I have so many clients that I meet during my sessions that they comment on this. And this is why they booked me because they felt a connection to this, that, you know, had I just talked about myself and that I loved smoothies and I loved this, like that wouldn't have had the same impact. So encouraging people to really dig deep and just share parts of them that will help help them for sure. That's so cool. So I'm just going to wrap that up and paraphrase it for, for all of our listeners. Like, Right now, people do business with you because of you, not because of all the strategies, not because of all all the hacks, not because of all the other things in the background. Business is changing and we love to connect on a deeper level. So make time to connect on a deeper level by sharing a little bit part of yourself, what makes you different, what makes you unique. And um, the more vulnerable that we get with our clients as well, the more that they will bring that back to you. And then you'll be able to be in a space where you can create work that no one else can create. Does that sound right? That's perfect. Yes. Yes, that's perfect. I love it. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, let's go on to number two. So this is actually something I got from you um, that I've learned in Business Map and, and from your experience is really encouraging people to actually go out and market and hustle, market their business. I feel like so many... Go find your clients. Don't wait for them to find you. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly how you teach us that. And it's so important because there, I feel like there's so many talented photographers out there that they're not successful in their business because they overlook this piece. They don't, they don't go out and, and go after it. They feel like it's just going to get dropped on their lap. Right. And one of the things that I always do is really go after it and try to meet people where they are and share my story, go out and talk to them. And I know sometimes people feel, I don't know, do you feel like this? Or sometimes photographers say, oh, it seems salesy. I don't want to sell myself. Do you feel like totally? (laughs) But I always look at it like that's part of the business. Like we're in sales. You're you're selling your, you're not selling yourself essentially, you're selling an experience. But I feel like when I flip that script and I say, how can I looking at it like you talk about, like how can we serve people? And we're giving them this great experience and telling their story of their family in a beautiful way. And that's what we're offering them. It becomes a little less salesy. salesy. More, totally. Yeah, just how are we serving them and how are we going to better their life? Because we're telling their story of their family in a meaningful way. I just that that resonates more to me because by nature I'm not a, a salesy person, and that's been a hurdle I've had to get over. But when I kind of approach it differently, I feel like that helps. 
That's so good. You know, in the new business map, I'm actually remaking some analogies and like sort of linking the marketing and sales together a lot more because what I realized is a lot of people don't realize that that there's a huge crossover and one doesn't work with the other. So the, my new analogy, because you know, in the business map, I talk about it's like um, you want to build a ship that you're proud of. And, and I talk about an old ship, right? And um, so we've got the big sails, which are, you know, the big, the big mask that, you know, captures the wind. So marketing is the wind. And that pushes you towards a direction, but the actual sales, like the actual mask is your sales. So if your sales are not very good, it doesn't matter how much wind is blowing past. It's not going to push you anywhere. So we need right. to make sure that they work together in sync. And so many of us, we work harder and harder and harder on marketing. So trying to get more and more and more wind, we get burnt out because it doesn't push us anywhere. And we forget that the most, one of the most major parts of, of the ship is the sales. And in our business, one of the most important parts of our business are sales. Well, that's how we make money essentially, right? We're not doing this for as a hobby. If we want to do it as a hobby, then we won't make money. And one of the things that was a big game changer for me in this aspect was getting on phone calls with potential clients. And oftentimes when I do mentoring with people or something, and I'll, I'll mention phone calls, everyone's walls immediately rise up and they don't want to have conversations on the phone with people. And I get it. You know, it's most people text now, they've forgotten how to communicate altogether. But I feel like for me, that changed the game. I hardly, I can't even recall a time that I've honestly gotten on a call with a client and not had them book because it's an opportunity for us to chat. It's something for them to get to know me for a good fit for me to get to know them. And it's just been a game changer. And honestly, in the family photography industry, I could count on one hand the amount of people that I know do phone calls. And so if people would kind of lean into that a little more, it's really going to help them step up in the game because their clients are going to feel that connection. And when you feel connected, especially family photography is a little more vulnerable because there's so many pieces that go into it. Being a mom, like you're worried about if your kids are going to behave, you're worried about dressing your family. You're worried about all of these things that if you can put them at ease in any way, that's an immediate connection. And it's just going to help them feel even more like their desire to book with you because you're putting them at ease and relieving a lot of the stresses that they've already are feeling, but maybe didn't even realize. Right. Right. That's just been a huge game changer for me. Hands down. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's two quotes that kind of spring to mind when you say that it's really interesting. Like one is do what others won't do to get the success that they won't have. Right. And what you're doing right there is identifying nobody else is doing this. And it works so well for me. And one of the reasons why it works so well is because no one else is doing it and I'm willing to show up, get uncomfortable. So my clients don't have to be uncomfortable. And it's a clear choice. The second one is don't compete, make your competitors irrelevant. So this one is a huge one. And many of us, we forget. And what we do is we compete by jumping on Instagram, posting the same stuff as everybody else, the same videos as everybody else, using the same training music as everybody else, because we get into this pool of like, let's compete. It's going to be awesome. And then see who gets the most you know, views and likes and followers and, and plays and whatever else. But the second that you make everyone else irrelevant, if nobody else is getting on the phone and making a phone call, is the second that you're going to win because now it's remarkable. Yes, exactly. And they remember remarkable. And I've had so many clients comment to me, you know, I, you know, contacted several different photographers because every market's saturated. We can say that, right? There's tons of family of course, photographers. Everyone. That. <laughs> and that's fine. There's enough to go around, but I think what you can do to set yourself apart, you know, so many clients have said, I just went with you because I connected with you on our phone call. Right. And obviously we know human connection is so much stronger than any connection you create via email or any of that. And the other thing that I want to point out about phone calls is how much time it saves. 
it's a win-win because not only are you connecting with your client, but it's saving me 15 emails back and forth. And it's just a great strategy all around. I can't, I can't suggest that enough. That's one of the things that has really worked for me so, so well. And I love that one. People to do it. Hey, another thing that sort of jumps to my mind when you say that, Jillian, is um, a lot of the times we get not annoyed, but we get disheartened of how saturated the market is. But I've got to say, the market's always saturated with average. And so when we're showing up and doing things that other people won't do, you're already in a pool that's not average, right? So right now, if you're a listener and you're thinking, man, the market's oversaturated, it means you're in the wrong pool. It means you're showing up as the same as everybody else. And of course, that area is so saturated because... Everyone wants to put the least amount of work in for the most amount of results. And that's literally where most people are. So if you want to um, get the success other people don't have, you're going to have to show up relentlessly, get those unrealistic goals of unrealistic actions. Yes, which I've learned from you. And I love that. And I always think to myself, like, how can I take this up a notch? Here's what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. How can I make this better? What can I do that's a little more effort on my part, but the end result is going to have tenfold outcome. You know, Absolutely. I think people just want to be able to post to social media and think that's their marketing strategy and that's all they have to do. When in reality, you could be so much more successful and you're leaving so much money on the table by not taking those extra steps to stand out. And it's just, whether it's work ethic, desire, whatever it is, I think if people understood how much potential they could have, they would hopefully do it, but it's so important. I love I that. I love that one. Let's get into number three. Okay. Number three that I think, you know, we just talked about that a little bit, um, showing up authentically. And what I mean by this is not the generic, you know, oh, be authentic, be true to yourself like that. I feel like that's kind of said a lot. But I think we're, I feel at least in the in the family photography in, uh, niche, I feel like there's a lot that should be shared that's not shared um, to be able to connect with your clients. So whether that is, you know, sharing behind the scenes, snapping a picture when you arrive on location, right? Like showing your computer screen when you're editing, showing your audience your workspace. Wait, should I do an Insta story right now while we're doing this? Are you saying that yeah. I need to show some behind the scenes stuff? Exactly. And I think that so many <laughs> of us are, We feel like either we're bombarding people with too much stuff or we don't think that they want to see these things, right? We don't think that they want to see. Literally doing an answer story right now. (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. But I think we we miss the mark on this because we don't feel like, like, we feel like we're either boring them or we feel like they don't want to know about it, right? But the reality is the way that you can help yourself stand out is by being in front of your potential clients as much as possible. So I've had, you know, when I share behind the scenes, when I share locations that I'm potentially scouting and they could have their sessions done here, people respond via DMs to those stories and they want to inquire that way because they're seeing what I'm doing and they know that I'm putting the work in. And just being in front of them more is going to create a connection. Mm -hmm. So I know people feel like it's scary. They don't want to talk to the camera. They don't want to put themselves out there, but it's like, how can you ever get comfortable doing something if you don't do it? I, I don't exactly. know. I, I think it, it, it people have to put the trust and connection that they can build with their potential clients higher than their need to hide behind whatever they're hiding behind. And when you jump out and you, you start to stand out, right? Do you mind if I give a practical little tip? Please do. Of what I do in that situation? All right. I, th- I think for myself, like we get challenged so often by so many uncomfortable things. And one of those uncomfortable things is showing up on social media. 
talking to the phone, so many different things. And it goes against human nature. We don't like to stand out. We like to fit in. And that's what we do as, as herd animals. But one thing I always think about, I think about how uncomfortable this action is going to take, like take me out of my comfort zone. And then that obviously makes me feel scared and vulnerable. But then I think about what happens if I don't do it? Mm-hmm. And that makes me more scared because I think, okay, so one, fear one, fear controlled me, right? So I made a decision based around fear. And then two, I won't grow. I won't meet new people. I won't book more clients. I won't be able to get my brand out further. I won't be able to make the impact that I want to make. I, don't want, I won't be able to connect with the people that love what I do. I won't be able to change lives. I won't be able to do all those things. That might sound dramatic, but you know that's the stuff that I do with my education. And so when I think about that, I'm like, oh man, it's, it's more uncomfortable if I don't get uncomfortable. So whenever you're thinking about you don't want to get on your phone and talk to the camera, or if you don't want to go and approach someone or make a phone call, you know, a sales call or something, I just want you to weigh up how uncomfortable will you be if you don't do it in the future? Yeah, I love that. And I think when we just take action, that helps to eliminate that fear, right? We, mm-hmm. it kind of goes away a little bit the more we do it, baby steps. And I think we're our toughest critics. You know, we get on thinking everyone's going to critique us. Everyone has, you know, we're going to look stupid, whatever it might be. But the reality is, no one, no one cares. cares. Everyone cares about themselves. I mean, while I'm sitting here thinking about, oh, how do I sound on the podcast and stuff? You're probably sitting there going like, I hope Jai's not judging me on how I sound on the podcast. And then I'm thinking, I'm, you know, it's like, I hope she doesn't judge me on how I sound on the podcast. And it's like, we're only thinking about ourselves. Like, let's be honest. Yes, absolutely. And I think if we just get out of our own way, like we would soar. And I, I think in the past Mm -hmm. two years, I've really pushed myself to get out of my own way and try scary things. I know when you and I chatted Earlier last year, you, you hopped For the on a first live. time. Yeah, that was cool. I was nervous to ask you, but it was like, I did anyway. And you were like, yes, that sounds great. And I was shocked, right? That you <laughs> were agreed to it. But I think that's the thing is you just have to push yourself because you never know what the outcome is going to be. Mm. But if you don't try, nothing's going to happen. You're going to be in the same spot six months from now, a year from now, and you're not going to make progress, right? Can, so, can I tell you why I'd say yes? Yeah, please. Well, think about this. If I say no, I already know what's going to happen. Hey, Nothing. and if you're 100% happy where you are and what you do and everything's perfect, then you never have to say yes. You can stay the same forever. That's no problem. But for me, I'm like, I say yes to these opportunities all the time because I'm like, I just don't know. I don't know what this door is going to do. I don't know what it's like on the other side of this door. And for me, I already know what it's like to say no. Nothing changes. So would I rather see what's on the other side of the door? So for me, I have that curiosity, but also I am not happy of where I am. I always want to evolve and change and grow as a human because that's what I love to do. I love to meet new people and have new connections and all these type of things. But I do believe too many people say no to opportunities because especially ego-based, like, hey, that person doesn't have as many followers as me. Hey, it's not worth my time because they're not paying me. Hey, it's what's in it for me? And they don't think about like, Hey, all you need to do is get into a new room. If you've got the right mindset, you're the one that's going to make it worth it for yourself because you're going to say, what's the right questions I need to ask? Who do I need to know? What do I need to know? What can I learn from this experience? Who do I need to connect with? And when you ask those questions and not rely on other people, every interaction becomes valuable. 
Right. Exactly. I love that so much. And I think that's how as individuals we grow, you know, is accepting Mm -hmm. those opportunities. And this last year I've told myself, you know, okay, I'm just going to say yes to so many things and just try saying yes to more. Because when I do, you, you, you're right. You absolutely don't know who's going to come into your life. And I've met some of my closest friends in the industry just by saying yes to something. And yeah, it's been life-changing even in my personal (laughs) life. Yes. To working out early. Yes. To eating healthier and not eating a lot of stuff. Right. So just when we do that in our lives, we just, we grow and it's, it's an abundance mindset for me. And it's just, Mm. I'm so much happier when I function from that place. It's so funny. Uh, like, I don't want to cut you off on this, but the amount of people, like I talk about, it's like, it's important to say no as well. But when I say that I'm talking about people that have said yes too much. And the funny thing is everyone that tells me that they are starting to say no, or they do say no, they're not even in the realm of saying yes too many times, like not even in the ballpark. And I think it's so funny when they like, you know, like I'll have a friend that's like, yeah, man, I'm just not keen on doing anything anymore. I'm just saying no. And I'm like, well, you're protecting your valuable time of doing nothing. Like you're literally doing nothing. You've got no work. You have no opportunities. There's no one knocking on your door and you're saying no to something. Now, what are you protecting? Right. And I just think it's so mind blowing that too many people, like there's such a culture going around. It's like, make sure you say no, protect yourself. And I'm like, man, you haven't even got close in the game to too many yeses yet. And I've never met one person that has said too many yeses. And then they start going to the no, because all the people that say too many yeses, they have so much going on, so many opportunities. And they realize it all comes because they said yes. <laughs> yes. And it's so much about your mindset and how you approach it too. And I feel like it all comes back full circle, right? So, you know, you saying yes to me to do that live, it, mm-hmm. really, I mean, you didn't totally benefit from doing that, except for I loved it. And we had, we get built a relationship and a friendship. And I feel like but my followers loved it and people commented on it. So then maybe people are not listening to your podcast. They join business map. I mean, there's just totally. things you don't know what can trickle down from something. So you got no idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Always good. It's always good to say yes. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I know that was a good one. I really think that's important for people to, to know. Cause I, especially when you're first starting, I mean, family photography, it can be hard in the beginning to get clients and to do those things. But you know, what's different about, I know you wedding photographer primarily, but with family photography, it's a little different because these people aren't only potentially booking you one time. And then there there's no event. This is a yearly thing. I have clients that I photographed every single year for, you know, eight years now, you know what I mean? So you can That's build awesome. a lifelong friendship and you can document them having babies. You can document them sending their kids off to college, you know? So I think for me, why I always love to say yes and just take on these new opportunities is just, you don't know what's going to come of it. This could be a client that I have a lifelong friendship with. So that's awesome. All right. Let's get into So number four, that was, well, no, that was number three. Oh, showing up authentically. Yes. 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 And saying yes. Uh, So so number four. four. So number four, I said a couple of things here, making it easy for your client to contact you, but then also I think client experience is really what I want to focus on here, having a memorable client experience. And I know we talk about that a lot in business map and you have the same mindset as me, which is, you know, over deliver under promise, over deliver, always go above and beyond for your clients. Oh, wait, wait. I always say over promise and then over deliver. Oh, oh, okay. So So then that way you get the sale, you know? Yes, that's true. That's true. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. Because that's actually better. That's better to go about it that way. But I feel like sometimes people miss the mark and not understanding that their client experience really starts before anyone even books you. 
Oh, absolutely. Especially with family photography. I think so much, it's a little bit less intimate, say, than a wedding photography um, client in the sense of you are not necessarily planning a certain day with them. You're not having as much, as many touch points, right? But understanding that your client experience is going to be the greatest marketing tool that you have because with family photography, word of mouth is king. Like it is everything. It is a mom who loves her photos, who loved her experience with you. And she is telling all 50 of her mom friends, right? And those are all potential clients for you. So I think what people need to really understand is how much power a, an amazing client experience can have for their business. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? Cause don't you kind of feel like people don't always understand the value of this, this touch point? It's actually mind blowing. Absolutely. And it's so mind blowing that like when I go and do business with, like I go to a restaurant, right. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So the marketing got me there. And then like, I'm sitting here, the food tastes good. And then the, the actual client experience, like the music was too loud. The place was too cold. The staff were like rude. They never like, why didn't they get my details and follow up on me? Like, I don't know why it's not like I'm never going to have a meal again. Like they, they, most restaurants are literally, I could triple their income so quick with such small, minute, tiny little things. But it's crazy that I'm like, man, it's, there's so much left on the table. Same as us as photographers, we could be doing so much more. Right. And it's something so simple as just having the constant communication with your clients. So for me, like, if you know, like I mentioned, I do phone calls. So that's my initial entry point. And then from there, if they book the session, which usually they do, I'm sending them like, you know, a questionnaire and a welcome guide. And so for family photography, I do feel like a questionnaire is really an important piece because oftentimes you're, you're photographing children. So if there is something, you know, me being an educator, I understand that there are certain behaviors or, you know, a special need or something that you might want to be aware of as the photographer before you arrive at the session. So you can kind of prepare in that way. Or if the mom suffers from, you know, anxiety is really stressed about how the session is going to go. It's our job to communicate how the session will be ran to put them at ease completely so that they can show up and be themselves. If, if you show up and you're super nervous and you're worried about the kids and you don't know if the photographer's going to be able to handle it, how can you really be your true self to be able to show your family story in an authentic way, right? You can't, it's not possible. So when I give the whole experience beforehand and really communicate to them, like I've got the kids handled, here's some tips, here's where you should buy your clothes. Like here's some ideas, lay it all out for them. Like they end up thanking me for just putting them at ease. That's usually what the response is. Thank you for relieving my stress. That's usually what it is, but it just go to go above and beyond that way. It just makes your session so much smoother, like night and day difference. Hey, can I give the listeners just one little food for thought on that one? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jillian, you're saying like, you know, the client experience starts well, as you said, two things, the client experience starts well before they're actually your clients. And the other one you said was word of mouth you said it's king, but I'm going to say word of mouth is queen, right? Yeah. So these two things, well, when I think about this, this is as the listeners out there, this is what, what, what I want you to think about. Every time you show up in your friendship circle, every time you show up on social media, every time you comment on a post on Instagram or on Facebook, or you're in a group, or whatever it is, you got to understand you're talking to potential clients always. Everyone now is a potential client. And so how do you want your brand to perceive, be perceived? I think about this all the time because so many people post things that are so, you know, maybe left wing or they could be aggressive. They could be, 
you know, toxic in some way, bringing people down, arguing on social media, doing all these type of things, but your inner circle are your clients and the people that are going to recommend you to other people. And if you are a troll on social media, or if you're making someone feel crappy about themselves for whatever reason, in whatever interaction it is, and it could be something simple like being rude to the waiter when you're sitting with a friend whilst you're having a meal or something like that all creates your brand. So remember that client experience starts well, it doesn't ever start at a certain point. It's just always going. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so important, especially when you're interacting with people, you know, in your community and on a social level in that way. Um, and just how you represent yourself. And, you know, I try to leave politics and all of that outside of my business. I feel like, you know, I just feel like for me, that's the best choice. People might choose otherwise, but for me, that's the best choice. But I feel like we have to be a representation and everything that we do is going to have an effect on how we're perceived by people. And what what do we want that perception to be is up to us and how we act. Well, here's an example. You asked me like, hey, would you want to go on a live video with me on Instagram? And imagine if I was like, no, I don't have time for you. You mm-hmm. know, I'm too busy. Do you reckon you would have signed up to the business map? Maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe not. I agree. I reckon you'd be like, Oh, it sounds all good and stuff, but to be honest, I don't really want that energy around me. And if that guy's too good for me, then my money is too good for him. And that's the way I feel for sure, you know? Well, that's absolutely true. And that is one of the reasons I not not that particular instance where you read to the live, but the business map and why I'll be rejoining when my 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 membership is up is because I feel like you are one of the best people to lead by example. And I've commented on so many of your things in the business map group of practicing what you preach. And I think sometimes in the education realm, that's not always done very well. So it's so refreshing to you because that's a prime example of you saying yes to someone who you didn't need to, but also you practice what you preach and what you're teaching to us in the business map is you know, you do everything that you're telling us to do. You're not saying one thing and acting a certain way. And that was a perfect example of that. But how you show up in the group and all of that is just, that's part of your brand and who you are as a person. And that's what I hope my brand represents is what are my core values as a human being and a person? Because for me, really with family photography is so much about connection and connecting with these moms. And I have that connection point because I'm a mother too, right? Or whatever it may be, but you know, that's going to be the baseline of, of your brand and how you're, you're portrayed and how you people perceive you is how you are as a person. And it kind of goes back to your number one point be you, and it goes back to your number three point show up authentically. So I love it all, how it all comes together. So number five, number five, this is the last one. And I, this one's so important to me and I, I almost put it as number one, but I wanted to end on my favorite. So one of the things that when I was making a shift and what really I feel like propelled my business to be able to be a six-figure business is really seeing my clients. And what I mean by that is I feel like so often we are shooting and doing a photo session for our clients. We're When we're in creating the art, we're thinking, well, what does our client want to see? What is it that our client wants us to document? What is it? You know, that's how I was shooting in the first couple of years of my business where it was totally safe. It was not creative in any way. And when I made that switch and really started thinking, okay, how can I really see my clients? You know, because with family photography, there's vulnerability, right? And as humans, what do we want? We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be loved. We want that validation, right? And so when I feel like I can see my clients, whether they're going through something messy, something amazing, whatever it is, when I truly can see them happy, painful, like whatever it may be, that's where the magic happens. And there was a huge shift in my art creatively and in my business 
the success of my business when I switched to this of really trying to see my clients and document their story authentically versus trying to just get a pretty picture for social media or for the wall. I think when you push yourself in that way and you're really connecting, it's going to create such better work, at least for me. I love that so much. I mean, don't you feel, I feel like sometimes we miss that mark. We miss that mark of really seeing people for what's happening in front of you. I feel like um, you're kind of saying, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying instead of looking at the photo all the time, look at the clients. Because so many of us, we're, we're kind of looking at the photo, you know, and then we disregard the client and how they feel and what they're thinking and how they want to be perceived and stuff. But really looking past the photo and looking at your actual client. Yes. And part of the work is our job is beforehand to getting to know them a little bit, having, having questions in your questionnaire that maybe are more thought provoking than just what does your family like to do for fun? Right. Maybe have some more like things that they have to think about. And if they're willing to share and be vulnerable, amazing. And if they're not, that's okay too. I always let them know if you don't feel comfortable sharing, that's fine. But when clients do, and I can show up with that backstory. Can you give me an example of a question? I'm thinking like, I'm just thinking of a question of like, what's the main argument you have over the, over Christmas dinner? (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the things that I love to ask is kind of, you know, is there anything in the last little bit that your family's been through? What's your greatest success as a family? What have you um, overcome as a family? Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's big things people have been through, you know, whether it's, you know, um, conflict in a marriage or a, a death of a child, or, you know, something as simple as, I don't know, overcoming a health issue. That's not really simple. That was a bad example, but we don't know any of that. So I just show up and I don't know any of that. And I'm just saying, let's document a happy day. You know, it's kind of like, ah, that's not going to have as much heartfelt meaning for my client as if I show up knowing the backstory and I can show those emotions and that connection in a totally different way when I have that information. Cause I know for me, my family, my kids, like their life is messy. I, we have five kids. Our life is, you know, it's chaotic, right? But it's amazing and joyful also. But I want some of that craziness to also be conveyed in the sense of like, that's us and it's not easy. And there's Can I ask you a home. question. Oh yeah. If a family photographer came up to you, let's just say two family photographers, two separate ones. So one, one came up and said, Hey, can I take some photos, uh, some family photos? And you said, yeah, sure. And they didn't ask you any questions or anything. And they just got in there and took some photos and then, and then photographer B asks you a whole bunch of questions about your family. Like what's your biggest success? What did you go through? All this kind of stuff. And then they knew more about your family and the backstory and stuff. And then you got those photos and then each photographer took basically the same photos. When you look back at those photos, which one would you like the most? Absolutely B. Because I could show up to each of those shoots differently as a mother. I would show up to, to the first shoot probably more focused on the photos and how they're, how I would look or how they would appear and the aesthetic of them. Right. Versus the second one, I would probably show up more authentically and more vulnerable, which would then create completely different art, whether it be showing emotion, showing hugging my kids differently, you know, whatever it may be, the way that I show up in those two situations would be different. So as a result of that, the photos would be totally different. And I would have so much more of a connection and admiration for the photographer that took the time to ask me those questions, because guess what? I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt validated and loved by them because they are giving their time to get to know me so that they can document my family in the most beautiful way possible. And to me, that would be a game changer. I would pay thousands of dollars for that versus paying less money for someone who I'm just to check on the box and they're showing up and meeting me for the first time at the location of our shoot. 
Of course. And the interesting thing is even if A and B photographers' photos were exactly the same, you look at the photo completely different, you know, because you're like, and I know this for sure. Like when, when I have a friend that takes a really nice portrait of me and he knows me deep down, like everything, everything I've gone through and the, and the conversation that we just had before the photo, when I look at that photo, I don't see a photo of myself. I see the photo of like that memory of the time and what we were just talking about and what we just went through and then what created that photo. So it's completely different for you to view those images. Right. And this, you know, the story and you know that they know the story. And so also that creates that connection. Cause guess what? When you want to get photos another time, who are you going to reach out to? Right. And, and that's what I'm going to call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of one example completely. So I started <laughs> this. that's funny, this family and they went through a divorce and the mom moved to San Diego and she flies me out still every single year to photograph her and her kids. And I was able to photograph that painful journey for her, whether, you know, again, I photographed their happy times. I photographed this painful journey and this huge transition for her as a woman and a mother. And now she's flying me to where she's moved to be able to document them because I have invested and I know her story and to her, that's so meaningful Versus she could hire a ton, any photographer in San Diego, there's a million, right? But she doesn't want to do that because she wants that connection. And I think that's what the joy, that's what my goal always is with family photography is creating that connection because that will create a client that comes back to you year after year and will tell other people because they have that remarkable experience, right? Incredible. It's amazing. It's been so healing to me as well as a, just as an artist and really trying to help people understand the impact they can have on families too. When you see them, when they can see themselves, the way that others perceive them is, is so great. Yeah. And I feel like this really gives you the North star, gives you the compass of like your why of why you show up and why you're creating these images. And, and it feels so much more than like you're saying, the checkbox of just another client, another day, another dollar, like, <laughs> because <laughs> you and I both know you don't sort of get to our level by doing that because life gets pretty boring and shitty when you're just showing up for a paycheck. The reason why we don't have a normal job, you know, so it has to be something more and it's got to be compelling. And for you creating those connections with your clients and creating work that actually is meaningful to them, I'm sure keeps you on your North star of wanting to be able to provide a better client experience, share even more, get uncomfortable, make those calls and see your clients. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's how I've built a business where I'm getting new clients as well as having ones return back. And I think that's what we have to be doing, right? That's how we can be successful. And for me, if I can document them in a beautiful way, that's authentic and true. Like that's my goal. And that's, what's fulfilling to me is, is doing that for my clients. And I can only do that if I make a connection with them. So. Love that. Okay. I'm just going to do a quick recap. So number one, we went through, it was very much be you because remember, it doesn't matter what strategies and, and what services and what products you have. People want to do business because they know you and because of you. So make sure you show your weird self and, and show up and um, let people connect. And number two, get uncomfortable and you can make calls. Like why not make calls? You've done all this work with all the marketing and now, yes, you can jump on a call. And it's not as scary as you may think it is, but definitely worth trying. Number three, show up authentically. And authentically means something different to everybody. And I just want to say a bit of a disclaimer on this one. So many people get this wrong, especially because it's always on Instagram as quotes and stuff like that. But 
just because an, an example, right? Just because you wear makeup doesn't mean you're not authentically yourself. Just because you like to dress to perform doesn't mean you're not authentically yourself. Just because, you know, you want to be completely different or you want to be loud and outrageous or you want to be, you know, whatever it is, you're still authentically yourself. A lot of us are performers or we want to be seen differently, perceived differently, or we want to create a different persona for our brands. The thing is, though, you need to show up authentically yourself and make sure that that's the way that you want to be perceived and that's the way you want to show up. Number four, client experience. It's underrated and it's uh, severely underrated. And it's an amazing marketing tool that's going to get you a lot more work and also save you on advertising budget. Because if you have an amazing client experience, people tell people and that's the best way to get out there. Word of mouth is queen. And number five, See your clients create a real connection. If you create a connection with someone, they can't not notice you and they will fly you across the country to work with you because that connection there, it can't be built with anybody else. So make sure you see your clients. Does that sound right? Perfect. Sum it all up. I love it. And I think if they implement these tips, I promise you'll be booking more clients. But not only that, but you'll be creating work that's so much more meaningful. And just I'm able to be so much more creative and authentic with but the art I create when I do these things. So it's so good. Hear that everybody you got Jillian's 30 day money back guarantee right there. <laughs> I want to talk about your podcast. You got a podcast called feel your frame and mm-hmm. it's for any photographer. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and why my listeners need to get over there? <laughs> you know, I started the podcast cause I just, I just felt inspired to, and I put it off for a little bit, but again, I wanted to take action of the thing I was fearful of, right? Just like we just talked about. So I did it. And it's just a podcast where I have, um, I do some solo episodes. I have some guests on primarily family photographers, and we just talk about everything, you know, whether it be stepping out of your comfort zone, um, client experience with family photography, um, how to capture emotional images, so many different things. So it's really fun. I'm really loving it. It's really laid back and carefree, kind of like this. We're just chatting. So um, I think they could get a lot of value from it. And uh, I hear that I'll be on there sometime soon. <laughs> yes, you will be. So we're excited cool. for that. <laughs> cool. We'll have to make up something to talk about. Got to give your audience some some bangers. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Where else can we find you to connect? I'm on socials at Jillian Golding Photography. And then my website is JillianGoldingPhotography.com. Epic. Thank you so much for jumping on and I know a lot of family photographers right now and to be honest, and a lot of just creative entrepreneurs in any field are going to get so much from today. So thank you so much for showing up for us and for my audience and giving us so much value. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me, Jai.